Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad you are joining us for another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Wherever you're tuned in this afternoon or online, welcome. Always glad to have you on board. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel today. Actually, we will be at Southern Bank Corps in Midtown tomorrow afternoon for the Eagle Hour. So we're uh, on the road tomorrow with our good friends at Southern Bank Corps and now broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studios. Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsors the opening segment of the show. It is a great place to take your family and it is a great place to cater your next event. So make sure that Dickie's is on your list. All right. We start out every week, of course, uh, with our good friend, head baseball coach Scott Berry. Golden Eagles go two and two on the week. But more importantly, I think, Win the first conference uh, weekend series uh, as new members of the Sun Belt uh, over a good uh, Georgia Southern team. Coach, uh, always uh, good to have you on the show. We were kind of chuckling off air. The the weatherman kind of scared us all off for Sunday. As it turns out, uh, not a drop of rain in the Pine Belt on Sunday. No, it turned out to be pretty nice. Except you know, right around Hattiesburg, it did. I know Laurel North of here had some tough weather, and up in Jackson, but. We were spared uh, for uh, for any kind of bad weather, but you know the rain didn't come, and certainly we could have played on Sunday. No question. I do want to get to the series. Important uh, second weekend in the Sun Belt. Uh, very briefly, Tuesday night. I've uh, been uh, following your program now and having you on the show for ten years, so I know you weren't very happy overall with the performance of your team Tuesday night. Is a couple of home runs uh, do them in, and they lose six to three down in New Orleans. Yeah, you know, just didn't do enough to win that baseball game. Uh, you know, and when you're on the road like that, certainly you gotta you gotta make uh, you gotta make better opportunities and cash in on them for sure. And uh, we just didn't play well enough, uh, Bob, all the way around on, in any area really to win that game. No question. All right, but the weekend rolls around, and uh, it was really exciting this weekend uh, with the Georgia Southern. I guess for the first time. Certainly, as uh, obviously as a member of this conference, uh, to be in Pete Taylor Park, and, and you open it with a four to three Friday afternoon win. Again, uh, moved up to four o'clock uh, because of weather. And Tanner Hall was dealing. He had uh, thrown five and a third innings, uh, given up uh, a couple of walks, but uh, also ten strikeouts, and was really shutting down Georgia Southern. And then the then the rain comes, and uh, you have to stop the game for I guess maybe an hour. Come back. Uh, you did get a really solid uh, relief performance to get you through the rest of the game. But 
frustrating when your ace is wheeling and dealing and then it starts raining, right? Yeah, it really was. And, and you know, it wasn't really the rain. It was that lightning. And lightning is is our worst enemy. The rain usually doesn't bother us with a synthetic grass field. But, you know, that delay was 53 minutes. And Tanner, he had covered five and a third innings up to that point on only 85 pitches. But he did leave uh, the delay with the bases loaded. And, you know, the, the, uh, the, the play of the game was cross Sibley coming in with a loaded, uh, with the bases loaded, with only one out, and uh, being able to get the six four three ground ball on just three pitches, and then uh, and then taking us to the end, and, and obviously got his uh, his uh, third save of the year. So, mm-hmm. really great pitching performance by those two guys. Kept our bullpen fresh, especially with uh, with the the fact that we had to play two games the next day. Uh, fair to say that that Sibley right now may be the number one guy out of the bullpen as far as performance has been concerned. Oh, absolutely. He's uh, he's been uh, just really outstanding there. Really wants the ball. Has a great presence. You know, I think everybody on this staff can see that this is the guy that needs to get it in these situations. And you know, we're thankful that that Cross is, has taken his game to another level and, and gives us that opportunity. Well, then comes Saturday, comes uh, the game on uh, on Saturday, and boy, the first game was really. I, I don't think there's anything more exciting in sports than big home runs at big times of the ball game. And boy, you got a big home run in the bottom of the eighth inning uh, to win a really exciting ball game Saturday, Coach. Well, we really did, and uh, but you know, before we get to that, we did a lot of really good things offensively prior to that run homer, which at that time, you know, we were we were down, uh, you know, going into the bottom of the eighth mm-hmm. there, and, uh, and but but up but up to that point, you know, we'd hit a four spot there in the in the third inning against Georgia Southern, and you know that was a big home run by Dickerson after Etzel had had let off with a base hit that inning, and then Pato had a great two out RBI hit, right. Uh, right, and Lynch had a big two out RBI hit. So there were a lot of really good things that we uh, did earlier in the game to uh, to get us to that point. But you know they matched up. They went to the pen there in the bottom of the eighth and brought their their lefty in that they have a lot of confidence with, and um, he was in a two zero count and uh, against Slade, and that's an advantage count for for Slade and kind of locked him into a fastball, even though it was left on left, and he put a really good swing on it and, and put us up there two runs uh, over over Georgia Southern with one inning to go. Right, but nobody hits it harder, I don't think, when he really connects and gets the fat of the bat on the ball than Slade Wilkes, and uh, that was a big home run. Of course, got to point out Dustin Dickerson not only hit it out of the park, he hit it over the billboard uh, in left field. I don't think I've ever seen him hit a longer home run than that. But the home run by Wilkes, which proved to be the game winner, kind of created a little bit of a dust-up. Uh, quickly, Coach, what happened there? Well, you know, uh, there is, at this past week, there has been a bat flip warning put in place by the NCAA and, you know, where Slade uh, hit a, you know, he hit the ball a long ways, as, as you said, and in a big moment, kind of took two or three steps out of the box and kind of threw the bat up in the air. It, it certainly wasn't anything like a Danny Lynch of two or three years ago, whenever that was. But, but you know, according to the rules, and he did. But whatever happened at home plate, I really don't know at that point, uh, Bob, after he touched home plate, 
there were some words and, and uh, some shoving that went on and and then both benches um, they they emptied and everything was diffused. I mean, we got everything under right, control. Right. There were a couple of players that were suspended. There was some confusion at that time. You know, they suspended their catcher and then they suspended Slade. But in between innings, or I'm sorry, in between games, I was notified that the umpires uh, took a look at the the video and deemed that that Slade was not a part of anything that was unsportsmanlike and that Bryce Fowler and their catcher were the two that exchanged with that. Right. Uh, and, and and we should point out, nothing really happened, just some kind of squaring off and uh, got the fans yeah. excited. But uh, it, Well, it did. Yeah. And, you know, and the, and the media asked me after the game, Bob, you know, my take on the whole thing. And I said, hey, we're 18 to 21-year-old kids out there that love to play the game. We're, both teams are highly competitive. Um, neither team wants to win. There's a lot of emotion that, that goes into baseball games. And, you know, where, where I'm not sitting here and saying leave the dugout, and leave your position and all that, you know, there is a part of me that says that if, if you're not backing your teammate, then you do kind of have questions about, you know, right, right. Your, your emotions and how they're tied up. But, you know, with that being said, too, you know, there is a rule in place by the NCAA that, that if you leave the, your position or your dugout, then uh, you will be suspended. So we uh, we are awaiting the conference to review the video for additional suspensions that uh, we oh, feel really? like that will certainly be coming up um, out, out of that conference office for both us and Georgia Southern. Is that right? Well, that is news. And when do you think you'll know about that, Coach? Uh, probably by the end of the day, I would think they wow. will need to let they'll need to let me know because I've got a game against Ole Miss, and I know Coach Hennon at Georgia Southern, who we spoke twice. They play Georgia on Wednesday, so um, those will those will have to be announced right. sometime today. All right, Coach. Just a few seconds left. I do want to touch on the uh, third game. The Golden Eagles lose late on a on a home run late, but that was another one of those really good and competitive games. And what's a little frustrating from a fan standpoint is you were just a game or two away really from winning, the, I mean, a hit or two away or from winning the Texas State game. You're just like a couple hits away from sweeping this series. So uh, overall, overall, though, a good weekend, right? It really was, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, shoot, that third game, we were one out from, from Correct. you know, being right. able to sweep that series. But hats off to a good Georgia Southern team and, and their hitters. Uh, you know, they didn't go down, and, and certainly they were they had that sense of urgency to salvage a game. And those are things that we talk about in our program, that there's going to be weekends where that's the best you can do is to salvage one game. And you've got to be able to do it, avoid sweeping. So, uh, but our guys, I couldn't be more proud of the way that we responded offensively. You know, I thought that we had a, a very good weekend and gave ourselves those opportunities to win. And and uh, But, you know, we were right there to sweep, but weren't able to do it, but we did take that series. Completely agree. When we come back, get the guys in here with head baseball coach Scott Berry. Super Talk Eagle Hour, off and running on Super Talk Mississippi.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net on Hardy Street. That's where you'll find uh, Miss Kathleen seven days a week. You can also shop online at CampusBookmart.net. Also want to thank Jana King, the king of, king of clean, for their sponsorship of our program. They've been working for 35 years here in the Pine Belt, cleaning places of education, work, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They can clean your business, too. Just go to JanaKingCleans.com. All right, uh, head baseball coach Scott Berry with us. Get in here, guys. Go ahead, Kelly. Coach, I want to, first of all, you you mentioned Cross Sively in the first segment, that he's been consistent out of the bullpen. When you mentioned Cross Sively, I I also think of guys like Reed Trimble, J.C. Keys, who are Eagles of the past. All three of those guys were, were headed to junior college. You know, out of high school, and as and some serendipitous things happened that they wound up at Southern Miss. But when you talked about Cross stepping his game up to another level, can you fill in some blanks there? What do you? How has he Im- improved from where he started to where he is now? Well, I think uh, the number one thing is just his his ability to throw strikes. You know, what we had seen last year and what kept him off the field as a true freshman was he just wasn't ready to get in this type of atmosphere when he wasn't able to show that he could throw strikes and inner squads and and bullpens and whatever we evaluate to try to determine where those guys are going to be needed in games. But, you know, through the course of his development, uh, his continued work with Coach Oz, you know, that's that has become uh, a big part of what he does. I mean, he throws a lot of strikes now. And and with those strikes, Kelly, he has pitchability. He's, he's got really good uh, three pitches. His fastball, breaking ball, and changeup are, are all quality pitches. But he's got something that's unique. He's got some real deception in his delivery, uh, you know, kind of funky, as we say, a funky delivery that's just hard for, for hitters to be comfortable trying to hit against. And you, the word, you know, everybody talks to each other, and apparently the word against your team was start lefties. The way you beat Southern Miss is to start lefties. But that conversation, if it's been had by coaches, is going to have to change because I thought, I thought this weekend – you guys were going with pitches that you should have gone with, pulled pitches that you should have pulled. I thought the, the hitters were certainly up to the task, left-handed or right-handed this weekend. Well, certainly we did do better uh, against them, and, and our average against lefties is, is slowly starting to climb with that. But, yeah, there's a, there's a different, uh, different plan against a lefty you should have, especially if you're a left-hander, than, than a righty. But – you know, it's, I tell these guys all the time, you want to play against lefties and show me you can hit lefties. And uh, when you do that, then uh, then then you'll be in that lineup. So, uh, you know, I thought we had just a really good weekend overall at the plate uh, with, with our approach. Okay. Luke? Coach, talk about Christopher Sargent. Five hits in three games. Great to see him swinging. Yeah, I am too, because I know he's been taking it hard, uh, you know, um, of course, people have been on him hard. I've I've heard it. I've read it. Uh, and nobody works, you know, as hard as, as Christopher does at his game. And anybody that's ever played the game of baseball is going to go through a slump. And if they say they never did, then then they probably never played baseball. And uh, 
you know, so, but, but, you know, hopefully he's, uh, he's coming out of that now. I really liked his approach at the plate. He was laying off pitches that had been getting him in trouble. His pitch selection in the past or prior, uh, really got him into those negative counts, those pitchers counts and kept him out of, out of his counts, uh, where he, he, he's at the advantage. And I felt like that that was the big, the big key this weekend that he laid off those pitches out of the zone and, and he didn't miss pitches as much when he got him to hit yeah talk about two pitchers you know been seeing Sarge struggle a little bit get him out of his funk but you know what do you what do you say to two guys like Nico Mazza and JB Middleton yesterday Nico really for the second week in a row got in early trouble and had an early exit and then Middleton everybody knows the stuff is there I mean just a, a freshman just you know putting a pitch in a wrong place both of those guys immense talent what, what do you say to them after uh, a game like uh, game three on Saturday well, Nico's got a year on on JB. Um, just that Nico's in his second year and JB's in, in his first year. Nico's just got to be able to. Uh, it's it's been that wall the last two outings at Texas State, and again here um, this past uh, the first game uh, or third game on Sunday Saturday. Um, you know, he just hits that wall in that third inning, and and the walks start to get him in trouble and. And whatever focus that he's losing there, I don't think it's a mechanical thing at all. I think it's more of a mental thing. You know, he's got to be able to push that wall down and trust his stuff. And, you know, at, at some point you got to just go back to attacking the zone and not be afraid to run away from the bat, but try to attack the bat and make them put it in play. So that's what he's going to have to do because the walks is what is what is getting him in trouble. JB, I'll be honest with you. I told him after the game, uh, nobody took that any harder than he did. And I told him, I said, I saw your emotion when you came off the field. You know, after giving up those runs, you threw your glove. There was nobody harder on on you than yourself. And that's why you're going to be a very good player here one day. And you're going to play this game for a long time. And, and you know, with, with JB, he's a freshman. We're, we're having to throw him. We're having to throw Monastere. I mean, they're going to keep getting better. Trust me. Uh, they've got tremendous stuff, but just because you have stuff doesn't mean that you just walk out there and you're successful right off the bat as a, as a freshman. There's a learning curve that has to take place and has to get that, 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 that stuff to be efficient and be able to win with it. And he will. You know, I think the key with JB is going to be the development of that third pitch, that changeup that's going to get him off that fastball. Um, what, one more question for me, turning the page to tomorrow night. Team you've already faced, a uh, team that you want to, um, you know, want to play well against, even though they're behind you in RPI, still an RPI game, and, and it's in Trustmark. What, uh, what do you need to do against Ole Miss tomorrow night? I just need to come out and play good baseball. You know, we need to, uh, we're probably going to have to throw several pitchers, and I'll honestly, we're going to start Billy. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have to have Billy available on the weekend. I mean, we're kind of seeing that now. So we won't go deep in the game with Billy, and we'll have to throw several guys with that. But we're going to have to take care of the ball and, and play good defense. And, and certainly we're going to have to continue the momentum that we left off offensively and, and carry those good at-bats over to tomorrow night game. I, I know that they just got through coming off being swept by a good Florida team, uh, but that doesn't take away the fact that Ole Miss is a very dangerous and very good team, one that beat us earlier in the year up there, and uh, which, which I thought was a very good lineup that they put 
up there offensively. So, you know, certainly we'll have our hands full as as we do uh, with 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 them and any other team that you play at this level. So we just we gonna have to play good baseball to to come out a winner. Uh, no question, Coach. I know you're only two series into it, but early season evaluation of what you're seeing out of the Sun Belt and how how it may compare to what you would see out of uh, out of Conference USA baseball, which is you and I have talked many times, was a vastly underrated baseball conference. I think. Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't see a whole lot of difference. I think you know they what I've seen now the. Uh, First two series, Texas State and Georgia Southern, uh, they're two quality clubs that have really good athletes on on the field that that do things well. Um, you know, just like you would see uh, out of the majority of the clubs with Conference USA. So, you know, I don't think there's anything different in philosophy from one league to the other. You know, there's not one. You know, like there's not one league that's a small ball league and another league that's a that's a power league. I think everybody utilizes their personnel the best way they can from from uh, year to year to try to try to manage uh, try to manage them and, and, and trying to win. So I think it's going to be a good league. Obviously, we go to Troy this weekend, and uh, they've played good baseball up to date right now. So it'll be a big challenge for us in our third weekend on the road. I don't think any weekend is going to be anything but a challenge. Is that not fair to say? I mean, I, I just don't I don't see any yeah. week outs when I look at the schedule. Well, Bob, you know, of course I do this for a living, and I see it day in day out. And I know that if you're not if you're not ready to play and not willing to go out there and and give the effort to win a baseball game at this level, in the Division One level, it doesn't matter who who's on the other side you're going to stand a, uh, a chance of getting beat if, if you don't show up ready to compete. So uh, I don't think it really matters with anybody. Everybody has good players. Everybody gives scholarships to right. to players. So everybody's got good coaches. And so you've got to do your part as as a team to, to show up, give the effort to, to go out and win. And that's no guarantee you will. But there is a guarantee if you don't, you won't win. <laughs> that's exactly right. Always a pleasure, Coach Barry. You know, we really do appreciate all that you do with us. And good luck to you and the guys this week. All right, fellas. Thank you. All right, Coach Scott Barry, everybody. When we come back, conversation I had with uh, Jeremy McLean Saturday afternoon. I want to relay what he asked me to say about that conversation on the Eagle Hour, Mr. Sanders. You mean there's been some, some talk about Jeremy McLean? There's been some talk, and I have it straight from the horse's mouth. What's about to happen? Stay tuned. We'll be back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, as always, we want to thank head baseball coach Scott Berry. Gives us a half an hour every Monday to kick off the week, and for that, we're very, very grateful. 
Fourth Street Bar and Grill. We're grateful to those guys, too. They sponsor this segment of the Eagle Hour. It is a great place to go watch the next Golden Eagle sporting event. Get yourself a big, cold Pabst Blue Ribbon beer and a and a, a big old uh, oyster poor boy or shrimp poor boy, Kelly, and kick back and watch baseball. Does it get any better now? It doesn't matter what you order on the menu. You know, it's all good at Fourth Street. No question. We appreciate uh, each and everything uh, that the Fourth Street Bar Grill does for this program and the athletic department. Okay. A lot of rumors last week. Let's just address this and move on. A lot of rumors about Jeremy McLean. Jeremy McLean was going to leave Southern Miss and become the next president of Delta State. That was the rumor. That was the rumor. And as you and I were talking, well, we heard it. You know, we heard it from people kind of saying that we should be reporting that. Well, we didn't. I had an opportunity to visit with him between the baseball games Saturday afternoon, and he asked me to relay this message. This came straight from the mouth of Jeremy McLean. Yes, uh, Delta State talked to me about the president's job, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm the athletics director here. And then he went on to say, and, you know, why don't you say that, if you will, Monday on your show? So straight from Jeremy McLean, Sunday afternoon, you can put all the rumors to rest. He's not going anywhere. He will remain as the Southern Miss athletics director. And, guys, I'll throw it out to both of you. I think that's big, big news because I think losing Jeremy McLean would be a real tremendous setback for the athletics department. Well, first of all, in the reporting, in the reporting of it, Bob, you and I are, are old school, right? We, we are trained in a journalism with journalism background, and it's really hard sometimes to deal to to not report something that everybody says is a done deal. Right? This is done. It's it's they're right. going to announce it really soon. Well, we go back to, I don't know, a year or two ago when, when uh, Joy Lee McNellis, that was the other thing. Joy Lee McNellis <laughs> was getting ready to call a press conference. She was going to retire from, from coaching. Well, you, you hear all these sorts of things, but you have to have credible, uh, credible references so that you can attribute you know, who is giving you this information. And although we heard it from every different direction, we heard it from nobody in an official capacity. And yeah. usually... If if your sources trust you, they will say, look, I am telling you this off the record. So had we heard off the record that Jeremy was going, we probably would have been able to report it in, an, in a roundabout manner. But we were getting no word you know, officially at all this was about to happen. So on this program, and I think I feel safe in, in speaking for Luke and Bob, we're not going to deal in innuendo and rumor too many people can get hurt too many too many people's livings are on the line financially and we're just not going to do that we would rather be right than be first all right and that came straight from the athletic director himself luke put the rumors to rest what he basically so so kelly i I agree i'm just I'm, i'm i'm jesting here what did you just say you would rather be what right than first Bob, that's not true for him at restaurants. No, absolutely not. In fact, if you value your fingers, you you do not get in front of. Well, you need to be. Restaurant. You need to clarify. At buffets, it's right. better to be first. <laughs> buffets, no. just get get out of the way. Yes, that's right. I mean, yeah. The reason <laughs> women the reason, and children be damned. You know, I get, get out of the way. Yeah, I mean, the reason we did not bring it up is because there there was smoke. Right. But you have to you have to find out whether smoke is because something is on fire or it's because people are kicking up dust. And 
like you said, Bob, you there was a there was a conversation there, but right. until you can you know definitively say that, I mean, you remember how hesitant we were, although we knew that Will Hall was going to be the next coach at Southern Miss football, mm-hmm. and then that day, me and you just kind of looked at each other right. and be like, "Let's go." Right. I mean, so it, it's it's easier to wait than to have to retract. That's right, and we're not ever gonna we're not ever gonna put out any news on this show that we aren't really confident that we're accurate about. And, and, and if, if other people have podcasts, whatever they have, we don't care. They, they well, can do what they choose. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody can approach it as, as they see fit. I mean, that's the thing about platforms. Everybody you know has right. a voice and can use it as a would. Anyway, to answer your question, um, excellent. I mean, that that's when you start hearing rumors, the next thought that comes to your mind is, but – like what? What's going to happen? Like who? Who would we go right. after? You know, right. and you, um, Jeff Mitchell just went Had to Ball just State. Left. Yeah, yeah, and so that was the the thing for me. I was you know going down that road if that were to happen. This is um, he will go down uh, already at legendary status, getting Southern Miss into the Sun Belt. But just the fact that he's committed to this university, it's just it's a, it's a great day for uh, for Southern Miss. And and he's also talked about you know his long term plans of, of bringing the softball program, you know the facilities of softball, perhaps back onto the main campus where people don't have to you know go off of campus to see the softball team play. Same thing with track and field. The overseeing the renovations of Reed Green Coliseum. There are a lot of projects that Jeremy still has on That's his plate right. that I just felt too. It just it just wasn't adding up no. to me. I mean, the possibility you get, but the bottom line is the math to me just wasn't there. The fact that he's staying is very good news, and everyone should be happy. I want I want to get to this guys before we run out of time. I'm so amused to see San Diego State and Florida Atlantic in the Final Four. No SEC team in the Final Four despite the fact I'm sure almost all of them had an opportunity in the tournament. But I I, kind of chuckled to myself last night, Luke, thinking, now, you know, all this transfer stuff and uh, the portal and all is really beefing up some of these smaller schools. And if this keeps up, the Power Five is going to want to revisit the transfer portal, I think. First time since 1970 that you've had, you know, this many – what was so it? refreshing. Uh, it's so refreshing. I was watching Miami, Miami last night when they they put Texas out, and, and it, it 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 applies to Miami just because you know they haven't been this far either. But somebody the 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 commentator said teams are going to get teams have been getting older quicker now, and that was true for Southern Miss this year. I mean, right. you think about the roster, you know, turnover. But guys, Friday night, Lauren and I were in Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, little little getaway. We're eating at Gambino's restaurant. Mobile Bay is out to the left. I'm looking at Mobile Bay. Beautiful sight. I'm eating a ribeye steak, and I'm watching San Diego State eliminate Alabama from the NCAA tournament. It was a great moment. And it, it that I mean I can get behind watching those teams run like that. FAU's been crazy fun to watch. Yeah, they have been. And and I mean, there's the two Mississippi connections, two junior college kids from Mississippi, you know, including the Weatherspoon kid from Mississippi watching. So, so to answer that, to, to, to reflect what that commentator said, it, the, the parody in college basketball, unlike other sports, is, is we're, we're seeing it before our eyes change. And that's encouraging for, for schools like Southern Miss. I think baseball, it's always been that way, though. I think there's always been really good parody. 
you know, in baseball. I mean, when Coastal Carolina a couple years ago, well, it's getting to be more than a couple now, but when Coastal Carolina can go to Omaha and win, huh. I think football is the only one, which it's just, is, yeah. unfortunately, that's the, the big moneymaker. The nature of the sport, though. Right. Football will uh, will never quit. And I tell you what, on, on the on the women's side, i got to tell you, I've been watching a good bit of that. That's exciting basketball. And uh, Iowa. How about those kids from Iowa, Kelly? Yeah, they're okay. Well, was, they're in the Final Four, Kelly. They're doing really well. I went to Iowa State, yeah, Bob, I'm, so I'm to bring aware. up Iowa, yeah. you know. So uh, right now I think you have uh, LSU and Iowa, and I think there are two more women's games today. And, and on South the, Carolina. And on the men's yeah. side, you know, UConn is really the only blue blood. You know, they're the only team from the Northeast, you know, that, that's there. There's you know, And there's no Dukes. There's no North Carolinas, no Kansases, no Kentuckys. But you know great? what? Yeah. Hey, this, is, this is something for us to ask. Florida Atlantic is going to the Atlantic. I mean, to the American. Right. Right? So where does all that money go? It's, it will, that's already been addressed. It will stay in Conference USA. Wow! Yeah, they're going to get thirteen to fifteen million dollars. Conference USA because of Florida Atlantic, and they're leaving the league. Will the uh, will the media days conference room be improved, Kelly? (laughs) Maybe they'll be able to get a partition in the room this year compared to the phone booth they had it in uh, last year. All right, hey, as we go to break, I want to let everybody know that uh, Cliff Russell, former baseball player for the Golden Eagles, pitcher. Now the color analyst on the ESPN Plus uh, TV broadcast of uh, home games. He's going to be joining us uh, every Thursday at 140 to preview the upcoming series and give us his analysis of uh, of the baseball games. And Kelly would be really nice to him. You know, he owns mugshots. It's a possibility. He could get a free burger out of it. Actually, there. I know you're going to be shocked when I tell you this, Bob, but I coached Cliff Russell in baseball as well when he was yes. younger. Well, again, that just explains how old you really are, Kelly. Well, and I'm going to hold him to it. I'm going to say, look, if you really value what I brought to the table, how about bringing me something to my table here at, mm-hmm. at Mugshots? He mentioned that you, you're coaching. He didn't seem to place a lot of value on it, but uh, maybe I just misinterpreted it. Well, what if I say that Mugshots <laughs> is usually voted the best hamburger in town? That, that may help. Yeah, okay. That may help. All right. He's a great guy. We yeah. look forward to having a Cliff Russell on the Eagle Hour every Thursday moving forward. Or when we get back, I'm sure Luke has every stat of every game. And Juan Cardona. There's news about Juan Cardona, but we can tell you he's not. He is going is it somewhere. A but it's he's a rumor. Not, yeah, but he's not going anywhere. We'll be able to right. fill in those blanks as well. It's a sweaty situation. We'll be back. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-BatHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel will be at Southern Bancor tomorrow, Midtown Hattiesburg, for a remote. Come see us. News and notes uh, to close out this Monday. Beach Volleyball goes 2-3 and three over the weekend down in Baton Rouge. Defeated UNO and Spring Hill. And then dropped uh, some contests to 
three top 15 teams. Florida State uh, was number four, Washington number 13, LSU number five. So Lady Eagles go two and three on the weekend. We'll get ready to host the 2023 Beachburg Invitational um, this coming uh, weekend. Softball um, loses three on the road at Marshall. Uh, four to nothing, seventeen to nine, and then four to nothing. Lady Eagles, fifteen and twelve on the season, looking to rebound as they will host Troy um, this coming weekend in Hattiesburg. Um, ladies tennis uh, over the weekend was up in the state of Virginia, uh, dropped uh, two matches to James Madison and to Old Dominion. They will turn around and host Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina um, this weekend in conference play. Lady Eagles tennis 1-4 right now. And then the men lost to South Alabama on Saturday, had yesterday's match postponed against Troy. No makeup date set yet. They will host Old Dominion and James Madison um, this weekend. Across the Sun Belt in conference play, Coastal Carolina takes two of three from Texas State at home. Appalachian State takes two of three from Georgia State uh, up in Boone. Old Dominion hosting Marshall. They took two out of three from the herd. Troy sweeps ULM um, in Troy, Alabama. Uh, Louisiana on the road down in Mobile takes two of three um, from South Alabama. And then James Madison and Arkansas State, they had a a Friday game, got, got canceled, pushed to Saturday. I should say got pushed to Saturday. That doubleheader got postponed, and they only got one game in. James Madison won that. So both Arkansas State, James Madison, two games less um, than everybody else. Eagles right now 3-3. and uh, Way down the pecking order. Part of that's because of who they started with. Old Dominion and Louisiana leading the conference right now at 5-1. and Last week you probably saw on different social media sites, too, that Southern Miss men's assistant basketball coach Juan Cardona has been named the head coach of the Chilean national team. And, of course, a lot of people think, oh, that means he's leaving Southern Miss. That is not the case, as has been the case with coaches like John Calipari, Mike Krzyzewski, and some of the great ones uh, over the years, uh, Rick Pitino, Denny Crum. A lot of these coaches will be hired to coach these national teams, but it's but it's just a very brief assignment um, of about a month or so. So Coach Cardona is still very much on board at Southern Miss. He will be the Chilean uh, head basketball coach, but that will not affect his position at Southern Miss. In fact, it'll probably help things, Bob, in the sense that there will be even more outreach now to international players, and the Eagles would have ac- the Golden Eagles would have more access to more of those right. international players. Well, we're glad he's not going anywhere. He's right. a great addition to the program. Speaking of great coaches, got one on the show tomorrow, Kelly. Will Hall will be joining us, the head football coach at Southern Miss. The big scrimmage this past weekend did one quarterback uh, rise above the rest of the young men in the quarterback room. We'll be able to ask him about that as they put the finishing touches on uh, spring practice and what the spring game officially this Saturday. Is that right? April 1st? I believe you're right. That's right. That's this coming Saturday. So got an email about it this morning. Um, anybody that's listening, M Club, M Club members, there's a pretty cool thing going on uh, for for M Club members. We'll be, uh, and, and I'm sure we'll ask Coach Hall about this tomorrow, and send our prayers out uh, to uh, to everybody affected by the tornadoes uh, Friday, um, and even there was a, some some damage last night. But man, Rolling Fork, Winona, Bob, I know you're familiar with that, that part of the country up there, and. Just be aware that there's there's in, in South Mississippi. I know here in Laurel and other places there are some relief efforts going on. Um, there's some check out social media places where you can drop off supplies. But yeah, Coach Hall's own town of Amory was affected. So yeah. uh, 
anyway, just just be aware of that. Let's help people in North Mississippi out. Well, well there's no question, and let me reemphasize, please do that, because I can just tell you, being from the Delta, the people that lost everything up there didn't have much to begin with and, uh, and have very, very limited ways of replacing what they've lost. So they really, really do need your help. And also, a quick reminder, uh, we are raising food again for Homes of Hope for Easter Every corner market uh, here in the Pine Belt has a donation barrel as you exit the store with the Homes of Hope uh, logos on it. Please, between now and uh, Good Friday, pick up a couple of extra canned food items when you're in a corner market and drop them off. Uh, We're going to be the Thursday before Good Friday. We'll be at Midtown Corner Market to uh, kind of kick, you know, wind up the Easter drive. But there is a food drive underway, Easter baskets or canned food. Easter baskets for the kids out there or canned food, uh, we're asking that uh, you drop that off, and then we'll look forward to uh, to, to seeing how much we got, uh, how much we gathered. And to let you know, Bob, Bob, that our government is protecting us, the Defense Department has just released information that Uncle Joe, staying on top of all these things out of China, they have just shot down another object that they thought was another balloon. Turns out it was Slade Wilkes' home run. <laughs> it's still in the air. They missed it. Not anymore. They well, they missed it, obviously. <laughs> the first and time. It's still flying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Will Hall tomorrow. Phil Hall, his long lost brother, coming back to the Eagle Hour, we hear very soon. That's what I hear, too. That's going to be good. Will Hall tomorrow on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. For Luke and Kelly, this is Bob Getty. Thanks for listening, everybody. Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.